The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Over the Christmas, we'll be getting together. We're talking about, you know, stuff that does come up at the dinner table, stuff that does not, should not come up at the dinner table. Do you help with the cooking or do you leave who's doing the cooking to themselves? Do you wait to be asked or do you offer? What is the, the manners and etiquette of attending Christmas dinner and indeed celebrating Christmas? Because when we get together and there's a couple of drinks had, we might forget our manners. Or some people have a different notion of what is good manners and what is not. So Noel Cunningham is author of the book Modern Irish Manners. Noel, good morning. And a very good morning to you. And good morning, Cork and surrounds. I love that beautiful city. I spent some happy years in Kinsale and in the old Jury's Cork out the Western Road. Uh, so I have lovely memories of hospitality. And of course, I now go down now and again to see the lovely Dahi O'Shea and Maura Duran on the Today Show there in the studios yeah. in Cork. Oh. So very closely connected with your fine county and city. Good, good. And good to speak with you, Noel, as we have done once or twice before. So, so the good manners around the Christmas dinner. Uh, we know certain things should not be discussed. What happens if they come up? Well, first of all, the key to having a very peaceful, lovely and enjoyable Christmas day with family and friends is to make sure that the people you invite are not going to in any way upset the apple cart. And it's as simple as that, because if someone is prone to have a drink too many and get cantankerous or get sort of argumentative or indeed insulting, just don't invite them. And then... The key to any dinner party, be it Christmas, Easter or birthday or whatever, keep it light, keep it fun. Don't discuss sex, religion, politics and above all else this year. Don't have COVID conversations around the dinner table. We are having COVID in every aspect of our lives, every moment of the day, 24-7. We want to escape from that. Yeah, we want we want rid of it for at least that that one precious day. In in terms of helping out, Noel, is it? What do you do? Do you offer to help, or do you wait to be asked? What do you do? First of all, um, if you're the host or hostess, do your best to have as much done the day before as humanly possible because your guests, and they could be your immediate family, they don't want you completely stressed out and cranky and upset in the kitchen. They want you to be present to them, all dolled up, enjoying your glass of uh, wine and being part of the day. That's so important. Now, your question is a very, very good one. Um, that do you offer to help? My instinct is to say no, because when I, it's different if you're just in your immediate family group, mum and dad, sons, daughters, grandparents, a daughter or a son will instinctively jump up and clear the table and stack the dishwasher or whatever. That's perfectly all right. But if you have guests and what I call outsiders, as in people from outside the immediate family circle, then my strong recommendation is that you don't offer to help in any way unless you're asked. Mm. You know, unless you're actually asked. If you're asked, that's perfectly all right. But if you're not asked, 
you just sit and don't offer because people have their own way of doing things. The organization will be done. And can I just let you into a very little private secret? Go ahead. The host, the host or hostess may not want you to know that you bought the stuffing pre-made in super value or that the Christmas pudding came from Tesco or that, you know, the beautiful array of desserts came from Marks and Spencer. You know, there's all those little things, you know, mm. or if they bought the, the roasty potatoes ready to go in the oven, you know, you don't want to have to peel a potato and leave a few skins on top of the bin just in case one of your guests come into the kitchen and rattle you and realize you haven't done the roast potatoes. So, <laughs> no, there's, there's certain manners to be observed, but there's certain little things you don't overstep hospitality by assuming that it's perfectly all right for you who's not immediate immediate family to barge into the kitchen and start uh, stacking up the uh, dishwasher having a good look around as you do so not acceptable don't bother unless you're asked now in terms of drinks do you go around because this is a, a conundrum for me. Do you go around constantly make suring, making sure that a person's glass is topped up or that they have a fresh bottle to hand? Or do you do, as I sometimes say, right, lads, you know where everything is, stretch or starve? Which is the right thing first to do? Of all, first of all, alcohol can be the offender when it comes to having a lovely day. Yeah. Drink responsibly, so important. There is no need for the host or hostess to assume that everybody coming have to be completely and utterly sort of at every turn refill. It's unnecessary and uncalled for. My advice is always good. Around 12, 12.30, open that delightful, good quality Prosecco or a bottle of champagne. Have it and serve the soup and crusty rolls at that point of the day because the Christmas main meal will be a little bit later in the day, maybe three or four o'clock. And by serving soup, crusty roll and a nice glass of bubbly, you're setting the tone for the day and you're also providing a little blotting paper. Then have a relaxer for an hour, an hour and a half. People can sit around and chat and whatever whilst the host and hostess are putting the finishing touches to the main lunch. And then at the dinner table, you have a bottle of white, a bottle of red, pour everyone a glass of their choice, some soft drinks for non, non-drinkers. non That's very important to remember mm-hmm. that there may be people like myself who are recovering alcoholics who will not be drinking alcohol, so have something appropriate to serve. Mm-hmm. And then don't keep refilling, you know, uh, the, have the bottle of wine, uh, the few spare ones on the side table or on the sideboard. And yes, you know, when they sit down, give them a glass of wine. Then, you know, at the main course point or after the main course, top them up. But there's no need to keep filling to the point that people are getting sozzled or too merry because it's a long evening. You want a little break after lunch because my other bit of advice that I do myself if I was entertaining at home and all my family take my advice and do that, they serve a cheese board and the desserts later on in the evening. Yeah. You know that everybody everybody leaves the dinner table at about five, half past five, six o'clock latest. They relax for a couple of hours, maybe even go for a quick walk around the block, 
come in, sit down, and then about 8, 8.30, you serve some beautiful desserts, another glass of wine, and some cheese. And it's absolutely a delightful way of staggering the day. Everybody's had wonderful food, wonderful um, kind of, and, and, and sufficient drink. And try not to mix the grape and the grain. It can be a bit dangerous, you yeah, know. Yeah, Certainly, okay. a couple of the young lads might like a can of beer. That's all right. But, you know, if you have whiskey and brandy and gin and vodka and wine and everything on the go, people just sometimes forget themselves because it's Christmas Day. They have too much. Yeah. And then it kind of spoils it for themselves as well. Yeah. Now, there's the thing, Noel. Um, should crosswords break out? What happens? Well, what do you do? The Irish have an extraordinary uh, ability to use wakes, funerals, uh, weddings and Christmas Day uh, to drag up things that happened 40 years ago or a slight that <laughs> a slight that would have appeared to have occurred, you know, when our dear Lord was a baby. Um, and it's hard to avoid that sometimes, particularly if there's drinking. But again, it's down to the, your choice of guest at the table, number one. And number two, you nip that in the bud. If somebody's getting a little bit cantankerous, always make sure, you know, it's great in family. If I have an uncle that's kind of renowned for putting his feet in it, uh, and we all have those people in our families, mm. seat a member of the family closest to them that can manage them. And they're the ones that will give him a good dig in the ribs and say under their breath, Uncle Paddy, would you just shut up and behave yourself <laughs> this is Christmas Day? And, and sometimes it's as basic as that. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Or even at the table, say, now, Mary, you're getting cranky. Have another glass of wine and settle yourself. It's Christmas Day. And that usually, that's usually enough. Right. But don't be afraid to say it. All right. Noel, listen, and pleasure. A pleasure to speak with you. You know what I always say? Yeah. This is my final little tip. Always have a stranger invited, somebody that people are not overly familiar with, Why? the entire group. Why? Because family, family are great. When they're on their own, they feel they can misbehave and be cheeky. When there's a stranger and they're all sweetness and light and they'll be so gracious. Oh, thank you, mum. Thank you, dad. Oh, they wouldn't want to show themselves off. I see. If you hadn't a stranger at the table, they wouldn't even say thank you. And don't forget, even if it's your mum and dad, after the event, sit down, write a little thank you card and post it. Don't give it to them. Don't send a text. Don't send a WhatsApp. A little card saying, mum, thank you so much. We had the most beautiful day. Very, very important. Noel, have a lovely Christmas yourself with whoever is around you. And we'll talk sometime in 2022. That's Noel Cunningham, author of Modern Irish Manners. Courts 96 FM.